My name is Angus Anderson. And I'm Micah Saul. And we're producing The Conversation. Historically, there have been all of these moments, moments of social turmoil, where people have come together and they have questioned a lot of the common sense of their eras and they've torn it to bits. And the result has been kind of truths, like new truths that become common sense later. Right. I mean, these, these conversations really sort of dramatically change the way that the general public understands the world or, and deals with the world. And this is the part where, like, for us, kind of looking out at the world now, I mean, you read the headlines today and it's like, there is a lot of stuff happening and there is a lot of news that seems really serious. So we kind of come to this from from the background of going, hmm, it seems like we should be having the conversation right. today. I, I don't know. Do you, do you feel like we should maybe talk about why we believe we're in a state where the conversation should be happening? I mean, I feel like for you and I, it, it's just, it seems obvious that... Things are crazy right now, but but I feel like maybe we should uh, go a little further into that and explain why we think things are crazy right now. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it seems like one of the biggest ones for us is sort of the economy. Yeah, if you don't have a doctorate in economics, how do you even wrap your head around what's going on? It's so far out of the control of of the people that it's supposed to be helping. It seems like you know we started asking these questions probably around two thousand eight. Right. Suddenly, it, it became real. Yeah, absolutely. And it seemed like, oh, God, it could, it could fall down tomorrow. Right. It's not just this, this perfectly crafted machine that just makes money and makes all of us better. It's based on certain things that basically feel like magic and maybe faulty magic. Also, like the alarm of, of 2008 was that maybe that crisis was not solved. We kind of swept the mess under the rug. Exactly. But I think another really important thing that people aren't thinking about enough and that I think is really going to affect the future in, in ways that we don't understand yet is just the rapid rise of, of technology. I'm talking, you know, internet. I'm talking the, the gadgets we carry in our pockets. I'm talking surveillance. I'm talking just technology in general feels like it's advancing at such a rapid pace that we don't even have an ethical language to, to talk about the ramifications yet. So we've got economy and technology, which are, of course, deeply interwoven. And then I think environment, too, which is... Which know, is, again, maybe... interwoven with, with the, the previous two, but... And this is why it just has to be one conversation. Right. It's silly to kind of break these things into pieces, but there's the environment, and we know beyond a reasonable doubt at this point that we're changing the temperature of the planet. We know that we have finite resources right and we know that our population is growing and may level out and may not level out but we're fundamentally um, living as a species we are unsustainable at this point like yeah for some of these resources we can see in the not so distant future where we just don't have oil at the level we have now or we don't have fresh water at the level we have right now and that's scary and it's so big, it's so difficult to understand, as, as with the other two issues we've just discussed, whether it's economics or tech or environment. These things are huge, they're systemic, and they're things that we sort of collectively create. There's, there's not really anyone you can point to, which is weird. Yeah, it's very weird. I think we instinctually feel that there should always be a solution, right? And, and these systems are so interconnected and they're so big those easy solutions aren't necessarily useful. 
and then when we get to the idea of, of solutions to our problems in, in whatever field, that gets us back to some of the oldest questions you can find. You know, that gets us back to philosophy. Like, sure. how do you want to live? What are your needs versus what are your luxuries? Right. So to, uh, to you and me, it's fairly clear why, why we need to be having the conversation. Yeah, because if any one of these interrelated systems has a crisis, there are a lot of people on the planet who are only living because we have these incredible systems. Right. And if something breaks down, whether that's a breakdown in food delivery due to a fuel thing or due to some economic seizure that causes the poor distribution of goods, like these things have real effects. Which I guess leads us then to, to the question, is anybody talking about this on a holistic level? Or are we so specialized that we can only look at little corners of this? Yeah. Um, and yeah. I think that's, that's what we're trying to find. Who is talking about this? And are they talking about it with people that are looking at it from different angles and different viewpoints? Because that's the only way that we're going to be able to solve these problems. Which is kind of terrifying if you think of like the U.S. Revolution and the drafting of the Constitution we say that's a conversation, mm -hmm. and I think there's a pretty damn good case for that having been a definite conversation. The world that those people lived in had a lot less information available, and while they were dealing with huge problems and, and massive philosophical issues, in many ways they were very small compared to what we're facing. Not that they were any less significant, but maybe that you had a better chance of getting your head around them, the different participants in, say, the Constitutional Convention could have a common body of knowledge and a way where they could communicate with each other. And I wonder if we even can have that now. Right. Or, or are we so specialized that we don't even have the common language to discuss this? You know, it's funny. You mentioned the, the drafting of the Constitution and the founders. They had read all the same books. You could, at that point, basically read every important work of political theory. You can't do that anymore. You can't even master a field. <laughs> it feels like, you know, we've, we, I mean, we're about to launch this project, but we've spent almost five months researching. And both of us have opened up all of these new fields and specialties and areas of expertise that we did not know about before. We've discovered tons of amazing thinkers. And I feel like I could spend my life following any single one of them and not, not have time for the others. Well, right. Because each, I mean, everybody that we've found, everybody that we want to talk to, has spent their entire life in that field. Right, and they're probably a hell of a lot smarter than us. Well, that I mean, that goes without saying. <laughs> goes without saying. <laughs> but, uh, you know, at least in my mind, I, I really feel that the death of the polymath is in some ways the death of being able to, to holistically look at the world. I do wonder the same thing. Like, if we've reached a point of such information complexity that it is actually beyond the ability of even groups of people to really address, let alone solve our problems. That's, that's not a conclusion I want to draw. And, and I think that's actually a reasonably good segue into talking about the project itself, in that yeah. we're trying to find a group of people that are trying to look at these problems on an overall level and break down the walls between their different areas of expertise and actually be looking at this stuff as a group from the sort of level that, say, any one of the founders was able to look at politics at the time, where collectively we have now read all, all of the important work. Which gives our project sort of like 
two real prongs, right? So we want to see if the conversation is out there. So we're going to go find a cross-section of people who we think are just amazing thinkers. And doers. Yeah, and doers. And we're going to choose them subjectively. But at the end of the day, we know that there are tons of amazing thinkers. And far be it from us to think that we can even curate a list of, of 50 but we're going to give it our best shot. So we're going to try to find people from a lot of different categories and ask them, is the conversation happening? And who do you talk to? And then more broadly, what they think the problems are that we're facing right now. And also ask them what their vision of the ideal future is. How, how do we solve these problems? Or not, not necessarily even how do we solve these problems, but like if these problems were solved, what would, what would the world look like? And why their vision is, is good? Right, which I think is fun. Like, we're sort of asking a critique of the present and then a utopian future, and we're knowing full well that, like, it's really easy to critique the present, and it's also very easy to have a utopian future, and that not a single one of these is ever going to come true. But those ideas combined together will be sort of maybe some of the ingredients that actually will end up forming whatever, whatever the future looks like. I guess maybe we should start talking about the structure of the, the actual project. So... Angus is, uh, in a day or two, actually, is going to hop on his motorcycle and start driving around the country, seeking out this list of thinkers and doers that we've, we've assembled and interviewing them. And, and hopefully, I'll be talking to one thinker, and I'll be asking them sort of about the American present and the American future, and I'll go to the next thinker, and I'll try to put those ideas in conversation. But that's something where, as people listen... We were really hoping that they will lend their own expertise and their own thoughts. Absolutely. We want the listeners to take an active role in this and be commenting. If we've missed something, let us know. If one of our interviewees says something that you know is patently false, tell us. If you can give us citations, even better. We want this to be a thriving web community that is really interested in having the conversation. We want to put the interviewees in conversation with you. So if, you know, we'll, we'll be letting you know who we're talking to next. If you have a pressing question that you feel needs to be addressed, let us know. This isn't just a soapbox for interesting people talking about their interesting new projects. This is, this is a give and take. This is a conversation. I think that's one of the, the things that's going to be really fun about this project is that we don't really know exactly who I'm going to talk to. There are going to be a lot of people who we're going to meet along the way. I mean, who knows where it's going to go? It could be a total disaster, but it could also, I hope, really be thought-provoking. I guess it's probably time for, for some disclaimers. Uh, <laughs> it is always time for it's always, disclaimers. It's always time for disclaimers. We, we just want to make it absolutely clear up front that we're not journalists and that this isn't documentary. We are, we're, we're curating in some ways, and we hope that you help us curate. This is, this is in fact, a, a completely new genre of, of media in our mind, and we're not sure what to call it. No, I mean, it's, it's funny, like, it's named the conversation, but kind of as a genre, it also seems like it's a conversation. So by participating right. in the project as a listener, or if you're commenting, you're really joining a conversation with us. And so... It's, it's got elements of journalism, and it has elements of documentary, but it definitely isn't those things. It's something new, and it's some, it, I think it is just, it's a conversation. So maybe it's not something new. Maybe it's something very, very old that hasn't really been done in this form before. Yeah. I mean, it should really just be sort of a group experiment. And if it works, then we should really be talking about some of the most important issues. I mean, this is fundamental stuff, right? If we're not having this conversation, 
we're checking out from our own future. So, uh, so that's the conversation. We think it's going to be really interesting. We hope that you do as well. I believe the plan is to be posting, you know, a few interviews a week, if possible. I want to shoot for two, and maybe there will be some weeks where I'll record more and maybe edit one over the weekend. These will all be pretty long format. You know, we don't think that the conversation is something that you can just have in sound bites. Yeah, so we hope this sounds interesting to you, and we hope you keep listening, and we, we really, really hope that you get involved and start talking about this stuff with us and, and with each other. Let's get the conversation started. 